Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue our journey through the book of Jeremiah and we are on chapter 48 today as we continue walking through the oracles and messages of judgment for the nations that surround Israel and Judah. And today's chapter 48 is a message against Moab. And the Moabites were descendants from Lot. And the Moabites and the Ammonites, the Ammonites were also descendants of Lot through the other daughter. They became enemies of the Jews and lived as enemies of the Jewish nation for most of their years. There's a short period of time we see where during the Babylonian crisis, actually, they ally themselves and join alongside Judah in an attempt to defeat Nebuchadnezzar. But of course, that attempt fails. And with that, we'll continue into chapter 48, starting with verse 1. This message was given concerning Moab. This is what the Lord of heaven, heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. What sorrow awaits the city of Nebo? It will soon lie in ruins. The city of Cariathiam will be humiliated and captured. The fortress will be humiliated and broken down. So Moab had an issue with trusting in themselves and not repenting or turning to God, much like everyone else in the entire world still has trouble with today. And Moab was the grandson of Lot through his oldest daughter. And Ruth actually comes from the Moabite family, and she ends up being the great grandma of King David, which is a huge restoration and redemption for this nation by God and God alone. Only God can redeem like that, and he is mighty and powerful, and he does redeem, restore, and bring us to a point of righteousness. Um, in verse 2, we'll continue. No one will ever brag about Moab again, for in Heshbon there is a plot to destroy her. Come, they say, we will cut her off from being a nation. The town of madmen, too, will be silenced. The sword will follow you there. Listen to the cries from Haranaim, the cries of devastation and great destruction. All of Moab is destroyed. Her little ones will cry out. Her refugees will weep bitterly, climbing the slope of Luith. They cry out in terror, descending the slope of Haranaim. Flee for your lives. Hide in the wilderness. Because you have trusted in your wealth and skill, you can you will be taken captive. Your god Kamash, with his priests and officials, will be hauled off to the distant lands. So Kamash was the god of Moab, and they trusted in Kamash to save them. And they brought Kamash in through Solomon. And Solomon was married to a lot of wives. And to please his wife, he allowed the god of Kamash to come into the, the nation as well. And they would actually sacrifice their sons to Kamash. The king of Moab sacrificed his son to Kamash. And God does not tolerate that. He will punish sin. And even the king of Moab who sacrificed his son could have turned and repented and turned to God and been forgiven. But he refused and they trust in their false gods instead. And their false gods won't save them any more than themselves will. In verse 8, all the towns will be destroyed and no one will escape, either on the plateaus or in the valleys, for the Lord has spoken. Oh, that Moab had wings so she could fly away, for her towns will be left empty and no one will be living in them. Cursed are those who refuse to do the Lord's work, who hold back their swords from shedding blood. 
From his earliest history, Moab has lived in peace, never going into exile. He was like wine that has been allowed to settle. He has not been poured from flask to flask, and he is now fragrant and smooth. For the time is coming, says the Lord, when I will send men to pour him from his jar. They will pour him out and then shatter the jar. At last, Moab will be ashamed of his idol, Kamosh, as the people of Israel were ashamed of their gold calf at Bethel. You used to boast, we are heroes, mighty men of war. But now Moab in his towns will be destroyed. His most promising youth are doomed to slaughter, says the king, whose name is the Lord of Heaven's armies. Destruction is coming for Moab. Calamity threatens ominously. Your friends of Moab weep, weep for him and cry. See how the strong scepter is broken and how beautifully the staff is shattered. Come down from your glory and sit in the dust, you people of Dibon. For those who destroy Moab will shatter Dibon too. They will tear down all your towers. You people of Aurora, stand beside the road and watch. Shout to those who flee from Moab. What has happened there? And the reply comes back. Moab lies in ruins, disgraced, weeping and wailing. Tell it by the banks of the Arnon River, Moab has been destroyed. Judgment has been poured out on the towns of the plateau, on Halan and Jahaz and Mephath, on Dibon and Nebo and Bel Diblotheum, on Kiriathium and Belgemul and Bethmion, on Kiriath and Basra, all of the towns of Moab far in near. The strength of Moab has ended, his arm has been broken, says the Lord. Let him stagger and fall like a drunkard, for he has rebelled against the Lord. Moab will wallow in his own vomit, ridiculed by all. Did you not ridicule the people of Israel? Were they caught in the company of thieves, that you should despise them as you do? You people of Moab, flee from your towns, live in the caves, hide like doves that nest in the clefts of the rocks. We have heard the pride of Moab, for his pride is very great. We know of his lofty pride, his arrogance, and his haughty heart. I know about his insolence, says the Lord, but his boasts are empty, as empty as his deeds. So now I will for Moab. Yes, I will mourn for Moab. My heart is broken for the men of Kir Hareseth. So a couple of things. The, when it says the arm has been broken, the horn and the arm are symbols of strength. So he's saying their strength has been broken. And pride is the root of the evil that motivates all these nations. And he breaks them their pride down and he brings humility and even in doing so his heart is broken and he mourns for the people he wants them to turn to him he wants people to repent and turn to him god desires all to repent before it's too late before judgment falls and jeremiah cries out and wails he has the heart of god and his heart breaks for what breaks god's heart in verse 32 you people of sima rich in vineyards i will weep for you even more than i did jazir your spreading vines once reached as far as the Dead Sea, but the destroyer has stripped you bare. He has harvested your grapes and summer fruits. Joy and gladness are gone from fruitful Moab. The presses yield no wine. No one treads the grapes with shouts of joy. There is shouting, yes, but not of joy. Instead, their awful cries of terror can be heard from Heshbon, clear across Elilia and Jahaz, from Zoar all the way to Haraniam, and, and Iglesh Sheliashieh. Even the waters of Nimrod are dried up now. I will put an end to Moab, says the Lord, for the people offer sacrifices at pagan shrines and burn incense to their false gods. My heart moans like a flute for Moab and Kiri Haresh, for all their wealth has disappeared. 
The people shave their heads and beards in moaning. They slash their hands and put on clothes made of burlap. There's crying and sorrow everywhere in Moab, in every Moabite home and on every street. For I have smashed Moab like an old unwanted jar. How it is shattered. Hear the wailing. See the shame of Moab. It has become an object of ridicule, an example of ruin to all its neighbors. This is what the Lord says. Look, the enemy swoops down like an eagle, spreading its wings over Moab. And remember before he compared Moab to a dove hiding in the nest of the rocks, in the clefts of the rocks. Well, a dove is no match for an eagle. In verse 41, its cities will fall and its strongholds will be seized. Even the mightiest warriors will be in anguish like a woman in labor. Moab will no longer be a nation for it has boasted against the Lord. Terror and traps and snares will be your lot. O Moab, says the Lord, those who flee in terror will fall into a trap. And those who escape the trap will be set into a snare. I will see to it that you do not get away, for the time of your judgment has come, says the Lord. The people flee as far as Heshbon, but are unable to go on. For a fire comes from Heshbon, King Sihon's ancient home, to devour the entire land with all its rebellious people. Wait, what sorrow awaits you, O people of Moab? The people of the god of Kamash are destroyed. Your sons and your daughters have been taken away as captives, but I will restore the fortunes of Moab in the days to come. I, the Lord, have spoken. And this is the end of Jeremiah's prophecy concerning Moab. So he speaks out and tells Moab, destruction is coming and judgment is coming and there's no place to hide when judgment comes. Jesus is our only refuge that is safe when the time of judgment comes. But if we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we will find ourselves safe in his arms when judgment falls. He will keep us safe. He will hold us for eternity. And here he promises restoration for Moab in the days to come. A promise of hope ends with restoration and there's hope that will come in the last days. Moab will be restored when Jesus returns and brings restoration and redemption and glory and healing. And he, it's going to be so amazing and glorious. And it's, there is a promise of restoration for the nation of Moab at the end of this. And as we read through these oracles of judgment to the nations, keep in mind that God has not changed. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. In these sins of pride and putting our hope in false idols and materialism and wealth and independence and comfort, those are all things that will separate us from God. We need to keep our hope in God and God alone, cling to him with all our guts, choose God choose repentance, we're going to blow it from time to time. But if we choose repentance and choose to chase after God, we will be saved. We will be seen as righteous when we stand before the throne room when Jesus returns, or if we pass before then, either way, our lives will be accounted for. But with Jesus' blood covering our lives, our lives are safe and secure, and there is no sin to be found. Thanks, y'all. I hope you're having a great day.